0: Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at Babbel.com slash BlueWire. That's 60% off at Babbel.com slash BlueWire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash BlueWire. Rules and restrictions apply. Major League
1: Baseball just announced some sweeping rules changes for 2023. Is your league doing the same? One of ours is. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about some of the new uh, rule changes as well in baseball. That. And more with Tim McLeod and Todd Zola on the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. I'm Jeff Erickson here with Tim McCloud and Todd Zola. Guys, you uh, first of all, thank you for jumping in on relatively short notice, uh, not even relatively, just short notice, period, uh, to do a fantasy baseball podcast with me today. Uh, it's good to talk baseball when I've got like seven billion football things to do. It's like I still want to talk baseball, uh, especially in September. Good stuff here. So thanks for jumping on. Um, Tim, how are you doing?
2: I'm doing absolutely great, Jeff. And uh, it, it's my pleasure to join you today. I don't play any fantasy football. I'm baseball 365 nice. 24/7 so you know this game you talk about this football is a very foreign one to me I I'm still working with three downs here so it's nice to talk some baseball Yeah you got
1: Canadian where you got like the 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 rouge and the like the 55 uh, yard line and
2: all that other stuff so Oh yeah constant motion
1: a, Yeah you got a decided advantage right now this time of year uh that you get to focus on your prep look at those yeah. prospects get your rankings yeah. up and I like yeah. that there It's all good Yes Todd, uh, I know you got two star stars coming tomorrow, and you are, um, you know, always thinking baseball there. But uh, appreciate
3: you jumping on as well. Uh, how are your teams doing down the stretch run here? Well, my football are all zero one, so I'm mathematic. Oh, wait, baseball. Um, I, I I wish it were a better season, and you know, to be honest, I think we all I, I always say that mm-hmm. I have an idea for some a series of pieces in the offseason to to address it, but. Uh, doing all right in a couple places. The, um, the public leagues, not so much to Wars and labor XFL. So, um, you know, we'll, uh, we'll see what we can do. Um, as usual, my best leagues, you know, my, you know, my overall competitions are free that I'm doing well in not, not like the high stakes ones. So, right. right. We're all do? together in XFL, <laughs> uh, yeah.
1: John Drucker, uh, you know he's gonna go out on top it looks like he's gonna retire Ooh. at the end of this year he's like I think our most uh crowned champ in the xFL and I thought I had my chance to knock him off this year i mortgage mortgaged not just next year's future but like the future's future um and some days I'm second some days I'm some days I'm fourth uh and you guys are right pretty close right there as well uh frustrating I can't quite get over the top in this league I never have won this league and I just ugh. And it's a hybrid dynasty uh, slash uh, keeper league. There, there's elements of both, uh, and that—that's the whole fun about this league. Is it is a unique type of league? Yeah,
2: well, so, I, 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 I go ahead, Todd. Sorry.
3: Okay. Well, no, no need to apologize. But I'm uh, Canadian. Say,
2: <laughs> it's a rule. <laughs> I was gonna say,
3: yeah, I mean, you're you haven't won, Jeff, but you entered a league a couple years after we started, right? Yeah, a few years after yeah, I mean, I've been in Wilson since day down. one, and I haven't taken this league down yet. So I'm, you know, just just as frustrated. I don't, but uh, you know, at least at least you get a shot. And I mean, it's, it's solace. The number one draft pick with the the, the second place finisher gets the top overall oh, pick. Trust me, I don't have a pick. I've oh, all all those bad then then March. Then to, there's uh, the fact that you you yeah was it not, uh, 2027 is your next uh pick I think. But pretty uh, much. Uh, but oh, 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 oh well. But um yeah it, it is an interesting uh dynamic you know, you mentioned keeper 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 uh dynasty hybrid. Um uh, that's going to be important as we start to talk about some of the rule agendas that we're we're talking about on on email.
2: Well, you guys definitely are making me feel much better because this is only my fifth year and I haven't won either. But uh, it, it does big uh, the fact that, you know, hey, by the time I'm in this league 20 years, hopefully I will have a victory or two. It's uh, it's a tough league. It's a good group. And I really like the format and the rules a lot. I really
1: well, do. Well, let's talk about that format. First of all, it's not quite your standard five by five league. We use OBP instead of batting average pretty big detail there. Same thing as, as, as Intel wars, but the thing that makes it special is that like the, the roster construction, you know, the, the way we acquire players, we have, we have 15 keepers. They can be major leaguers or prospects, both, but 15 total. Uh, We have a a October slash November auction. This year will be back to November. Uh, And then we'll have a March supplemental draft to fill in those rosters afterward there. And, the, that March draft is insanely important. You know, we have a, a salary element, but players automatically advance either five or $3. You don't have to put assign any long term deals. That's one thing different than keeper leagues, which means they never expire. But at the same time, you have to make that decision every single year and you have that tension.
3: My, yeah. Mike Trout has never seen the auction. No, right. No, he no. hasn't.
1: So, yeah. so
2: has Freddie Freeman?
3: No, no, because um, I drafted him and traded him. Um, okay. And I did trout too, trout as well. How co- the two players that you mentioned, I I traded
2: years <laughs> you're ago. You're, you're welcome, and, Todd. You're and every year
3: to. that I set out, you know, do the SWAT work, I I get to see who where my minor leaguers are on every other roster. No, but um, you mentioned Jeff, the the five or the three, the three has to do with farm players, and mm-hmm. there is the acceleration. But that so the keeper element is salaries eventually get prohibitive enough that they're thrown back in. But as we mentioned with Trout and several others, they haven't seen the auction yet. In an OBP league, Trout may never. So that's the dynasty aspect of it. Right. So, you know, Tim, you can speak a little more to this because you're kind of a dynasty guru. But I think, in, you know, in in you know true keeper, you know, in the in the keeper leagues, you know, you compete one year, you 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 rebuild the next. You compete, rebuild. That's kind of an hyperbole, uh, but you know, let's use that as the extreme. And then in dynasty leagues, man, you're only going to trade a top prospect if you if you get a notarized sheet that you're going to win the league. Yeah, you know? pretty pretty I mean, much,
2: Todd. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah that's you,
3: it. You don't not trade your t- so in between in between here, you're there are top there are top prospects being traded, maybe not as the frequency of a of a keeper league, but we get a little bit, and that's what I like too. I when we first started the league, I kind of didn't like the fact that it was a hybrid. Now I love it.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, and I'll, I'll, I'm witness to trading away prospects in the yeah. last three years. I've traded away Adley Rushman. I've traded away Andrew Vaughn. Uh, this year, I've traded a slew of players. Uh, you know, prospects. The thing is, you get to you get to restock prospects. I like doing that. You yeah. can take anybody. You can take. You know, if, if Mike Trout has a baby, I can draft that baby next year uh, if I want to. The Mike Trout baby, I just have to keep him for. 18
3: to 20 years, hopefully, and then he becomes Oh, Jeff, we're now going to have to have a rule discussion whether you can draft <laughs> unborn children. No, no, it has
1: to, ha- a- you, has to be oh, born, gosh, but
3: it's, Oh, man, yeah that's You, you can't yeah.
1: just draft Mike Trout Baby, you actually have to name, have a name Oh, <laughs> oh yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, exactly, it, it can't be well still in the womb, right? It, yeah,
3: it's yeah, going to have to go to a vote, and I'm afraid yeah. that it's going to be close yeah, well, we
1: have many rule changes suggested every single year, so uh, that's a perfect segue into what we uh, got gathered here because we have rule change discussions every year in XFL. Um, it's a very vibrant league. One might argue it's over codified. I think it might be. I, I, I tend to. I, I hate constitutional bloat, but at the same time, you know, situations come up. We have to address it there. And this year has been different. More, it's it's more like not introducing new rules and, and more a case of changing existing ones i thought there are some very interesting ones being proposed this year
2: yeah it's uh i see four of them as being fine tuning mm-hmm. but one does carry a little bit of significance and weight and that's the increase in the uh in the farm players and the doubling up on the innings pitched and at bats that one could be be fairly significant i believe in the big scheme of things based sure. on the you know the, the way the league is structured and the existing rules
1: right and we saw that uh we saw a good twitter discussion you and doug dennis were having about that yeah. it it is a big deal because you know the question is when like you get a prospect that gets called up in september or when you pick up a prospect in the supplemental drafts every single month that we have we don't have weekly pickups we have monthly pickups too that's another thing that's a little bit of a different wrinkle you know getting that guy that qualifies as a plus 3 guy is huge. You know we well, it, 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 it's really huge.
2: Well, I basically I picked up Logan Gilbert and Tristan McKenzie at the same time. Yep. The timing of it means McKenzie next year is 14 and Gilbert is 7. Yeah. Yeah that's a big difference
1: in three years and just, and then in two years from now, you're going to have a really tough decision on, you know, well, maybe even next year, really tough decision on whether to keep McKenzie as one of your 15 guys that you can keep.
2: Exactly. And it's all about the timing, but the increase, the increase in the innings pitched at that uh, component should make, uh, should make keeping the farm players. I think it should boost them up a little bit, but at the same time, You know, if too many people are building for the future, that also creates opportunities for those that are playing for now.
3: Right. So to, so to clarify currently anything fewer than 50 at bats or 20 innings pitched qualifies you to be a farm plus three contract. And if you pick them up at that time, right. It can be done in March and it can be done in the, in the six supplementals. And if there's anybody that snuck through, because we picked the supplementals pretty clean, but if there's anybody that sneaks through, we can even, you can purchase a player in the auction under those limits, and he's a plus three player. Now, the proposal is to make those limits 140, 100 at-bats. At Don't ask me why we use at-bats in an OBP league, we just do. <laughs> Uh, you know, I don't want to. I don't want to yeah. put this. It's not. You know, let's worry about that rule next year. And then forty innings pitched. And one of the repercussions I'm i felt it a couple of years ago. Doug Dennis is feeling it this year. Is some of your minor leaguers? It was Gavin Lux a couple of years ago. You know, I, I I think Gavin Lux will eventually develop into an everyday player. If it takes three years, that'll be a ten dollar contract. I'm willing to wait. Uh, well, I'm, I was hoping he didn't have his contract uh, automatically be accelerated because he passed a certain threshold. He did. So I had to d- decide to keep him on my active auction roster, knowing I wasn't going to play him this year. Right. But I, and so, you know, and I, so to give that a, a,
1: a, to, a this year equivalent, Josh Young just got the call. Up. Okay. Yeah.
2: Yep. Yep, exactly. Is he going to get
1: 100 plate appearances, 100 at bats? Probably yeah. not. Yeah. And so – if you think he's not going to, you don't activate him this year, so you can keep him next year. But if you activate him, then you have to keep. Then you then automatically you, he goes up to being three dollars ne- or four dollars next year, as opposed to the keep for free guy next
3: year. And you lose the opportunity cost of being able to pick up another corner infielder. Yeah, that's right. He locks you know you you, you know, maybe, you know, whoever it may have been, if you're not going to play young, you're, I mean, all right, you can get a, a guy in the March reserve 17 man reserve draft. But the point being, you're probably passing up on a guy that you'd spend a buck on and cross your fingers. He's available in March. Right.
2: Yeah. So, it, it definitely creates certain challenges. Hey, maybe what we should look at is adding three or four reserve spots to the November auction.
1: No, I'm against that. Uh, just uh,
2: tossing ideas out there well what well, the
1: thing is i think you make that decision like i okay. i think yeah. you're whether you're a contender you're contending now and you want to have guys that are contributing that particular year or you're stashing prospects it's still you have 15 players right. uh, if you allow the extra reserve spots all of a sudden you get to keep you know, you know, it's it's easier to speculate and stash prospects and you get to be cheaper, too. I think I, I it would benefit the teams that are rebuilding to do right. that. I've been on that side of the coin uh, for many, many years, as a matter of fact. Um, and I've had to make those hard decisions. OK, do I keep this major leaguer who's going to be pretty good? You know, he's going to definitely be a profit at this price, but that's going to cost me a, a free prospect. You know, it's not free. It costs a spot. The spot
3: has yeah. value. I think the reserve is going to stay in March just because we, we see spring training and we know who's playing and who's not playing t- at that point. But yeah, but uh, Durand Duran was a guy I had to make a decision on a couple years ago. Now I'm regretting that decision. I don't, you know, pro- I, 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 he, he, he has not worked out. I'm still in, up in the air with, with Lux. And I think Tanner Hauke was, was another guy. Doug has a couple of guys this year who he's going to have to make that decision on. I think it's a great thing. Um, what we haven't talked about And this is, should be talked about with all rules. Is maybe I need to go back and read the thread, but this 100, and, 100 inning and forty inning, will that go into effect for the March? You know, when 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 did we start? When does that start going into effect? Because we played this year, thinking fifty twenty, making decisions based on fifty twenty. Right. So I think we should set our auction keepers based on fifty twenty, and yeah. then decide when we start going hundred forty. So- Right, so hear, it implies totally in-season agree, yeah. play
1: in 2023 or the auction in 2024. One of the two, not auction 20. This this fall auction for the next for the upcoming season.
3: I, right. I tend to agree
2: with that. Yeah, totally agree.
3: All rules we need to when you decide in your rules. This is I'm not saying anybody knows this. You need to ask yourself if we change this rule, would the previous year's gameplay have been affected? And If the answer is yes, you have to delay changing the rule, unless it's unanimous to change it.
1: Yeah, uh, and yeah.
3: we don't. I don't think any of them were
2: unanimous. Uh, no, no, sure. no. I, you know, the odds of that anything? happening are about you know, the same as winning Powerball, right? <laughs> exactly. We'll talk about some more of the uh, proposed rule changes
1: in a second, but first, a quick note from our sponsors on the Blue Wire Network.
0: We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed.
1: All of RotoWire's podcasts are on the Blue Wire Network. We thank them for that. I'm here with Todd Zola and Tim McLeod. Tim, where can people find your work?
2: Uh, You can find me at uh, Prospect361, Patton & Company, and on the Baseball365 Facebook uh, page. I'm usually at one of the three, hanging out, answering questions, posting stuff. Uh, That's home sweet homes.
1: Now, I've always wanted to ask, why 361? Was 365 taken or you wanted four days off or what's the, well, what's the if
2: significance you, of 365? Come on. You, you got to have at least four stat holidays in a year. Okay. Yeah. Even, even those hardworking baseball guys got to have a few days off. right? Canadian year. Uh, I don't uh, know. That, that's it. It's, idea, metric, it's system. metric. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Very cool.
1: Um, okay. So one of the other rule changes that uh, was proposed that did not pass uh, was ex- uh, changing our in-season salary cap from 300 to 325. Um, I've, Voted against this, even though I'm a contending team. I this was two weeks ago, is was the first time, and I've made multiple trades. Go for it. Trades this is it took me a really long time to bump up against that cap. Uh, one of the reasons is we have a, a, a rule in our trades that you have to include player for player, pick for pick. So, you know, say if you trade three players, you have to trade away three players. Uh, some of that balances the salary sometimes in the negotiations, like okay, I'll offload this salary as part of it here. Uh, but it took me a really long time for 300 to even become a factor. So I figure I don't need that much other buffer room. Other people probably shouldn't need it either.
2: I think I think that makes total sense. And it, At one point in time, weren't acquired players at a $10 base in this league, and it was dropped subsequently to $5? I think that was before my time. And subsequently
1: uh, to $1. Yeah. after that too as, yeah. we, as we discussed in the thread right Todd yeah well that that's <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that's
2: what the the
3: ten dollar was so long ago that I, I barely remember it but when it, it's been five for a lot of years and yeah. there were there were teams because I mean one of the things I needed to do is as SWAT was just to make sure the site tells you you just have to make sure you know go to the section of the site that says anybody over just to make sure everybody's underneath the the 325 at the time limit and our you know you know, rest in peace, Steve Moyer, for a couple years when he was competing, he purposely traded for players that put him over the cap and he used matchups for the better $30 player. Some people are shy about trading away. Oh, I can't use him because of the cap. Steve said to heck with it. And he would literally just, you know, play the matching game with his $30 and $40 players.
2: What, seven uh, seven games versus five etc cetera, et cetera.
3: Like, it would, exactly whatever whatever yeah. one would or you know whatever one would normally do um or so, you can be like me and trade for frankie montas and see him turn <laughs> to dust
1: and just bench him anyhow there you
3: go but uh, so the point being we naturally or organically lowered the cap a couple years ago
2: mm-hmm. when
3: we went from five dollars to one uh you know every free you know think about how many free agents you have in a 15 team lineup you know, in, in your NFC, whatever league, that's that's four four more dot four four dollars that would have been on the cap previously. So, I don't like Jeff. I don't think it was necessary. I mean, we could probably drop it to two 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 ninety, and it wouldn't have affected gameplay. I mean, it was very very rare someone came close to three hundred. Yeah, I don't think anybody did not make a trade, or I don't want to say I don't. I don't know for sure. I don't know that there were that many trades that were. You know what? I can't do that because of the cap. I say that all the time in another league. Because this, it's a com- completely different yeah. format. But yeah. this league, I don't, you know, it's like if I had forgotten the check, I wasn't going to make any mistakes because <laughs> no one was even close. Well, yeah, well, I, I've, I've got go
2: 17 of my 40 players right now are dollar players. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, I think most teams are in a like situation with their reserves filled with. One to five dollar yeah. players.
3: I mean, in general, I like of all the ways to police dump trading, futures trading. I like the cap. I, it, and then it's just a matter of massaging all the, you know, the salaries and the accelerations to make it work the way the league wants to. Absolutely. So, um, you know, I, I you know, the, you know, you have to you can't, you know, in the olden days you got an asterisk player of a certain salary or, you know, you couldn't trade a, you have to be equal for equal asterisk players. Ah, That's all all, 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 all artificial. Um, If you're under the cap, the trade's good. Yeah. I mean, what the RotoWire Staff Keeper League, we have
1: an active cap and we have, you know, there, you know, and then uh, just a total, or we have a total roster cap where it's at 360. It's not an active one like XFL. Uh, Right. So if you're over you're over period you can set your lineup however you want but you have to stay under but it, it's such a permissive cap it's like 360 right. however the inflation at the auction is way steeper there than it is in XFL and I, that's because we have long term contracts uh and so we, it, you don't get the $3 accelerate acceleration but you do get you know okay I'm locked in for 4 years in Mike Trout that's done period Um, And you have a lot of these guys locked in. And so it's just, it's, it's a little bit different uh, in terms of the, uh, in terms of the, in the, the in auction inflation dynamics and even the difference.
3: I love that there's differences there. There are a handful of players in the XFL that, you know, just go through the roof, but it Mm -hmm. settles very quickly. Whereas in the rotowire staff league, you know, it's, you know, the, the last player drafted
2: goes for $10, you know, right. So, you know, yeah, there's not a lot of $1 catchers left, is it?
3: <laughs> well, in our league yes. one of the dynamics is the yeah. catcher inflation has always been at this point it's just funny. I I don't get frustrated, I just laugh at what the catchers are going for. That's just the way it's worked in the XFL. Now, you guys know prospects a little. We got some we got some nice catchers coming up. I'm curious to see the what happens in the, you know, are those going to be priority in the in the March draft because there are there are nice little uh group of catchers and some that emerged this season too
1: and yeah. in, in, in closer deflation yeah
2: uh, yeah yeah, yeah. I, I was gonna say i know i'm still laughing about what i paid for Yasmani grandel last year guys yeah, wow.
1: <laughs> which was
2: uh 20 21 i believe that's yeah. reasonable i mean that's it not even that, inflated no that's it, that's, it was I mean, reasonable but...
3: league and it'll be i mean you know, we've had, you know, Yadier Molina go for 27. I mean, it's just, it's just, yeah. that's just the way it is. Primarily because there there aren't that many catchers being capped because they're not worth it. And we got the money, you got to spend it somewhere. Well, I'll get myself a couple good catchers.
2: Yeah, four bucks a home run works out well.
3: <laughs> well, yeah. anyway. Uh,
1: you know, but I, there have been years where I, you know, the thing is I pay up for real Muto and then trade them when I'm not yeah. going to win that, that yeah. year, yeah. but it makes me wonder, is that exploitable? I mean, is our tendency exploited, do we overvalue that and undervalue closers? I don't know. It's, it's, it's interesting. Or maybe, maybe I I'm wrong on that respect. I should just look at Don's roster and that get the answer there. That's probably the best way of going
3: about it there. <laughs> yes. Well, Don does. I mean, I don't think he'll, he may or may not say this. He just treats this as I don't, the dynasty element is secondary to him.
2: Very much so. Yeah.
3: Um, yep. He can, not I mean, he's got some prospects, but when we're doing our mainly because he's always he's always competing. But when we do our our March draft, we don't separate farm from major league players. So you you have to figure out when to draft your, you know I need a corner infielder, but I also want to build up my farm. You have to decide when you want to you know that pick, especially early on. Do I you know oh this this yeah. this you know this corner is really good, but. Man, this is the last good farm guy on the board, and I don't have another pick until blah, 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 blah.
2: Do I want Dylan Cruz or do I want somebody who's going to accumulate four to five hundred at bats? Yeah. And I I think we're starting to get a little bit of an answer there as to what can be very successful in this format.
3: Well, Mm -hmm. Don, you know, Don's always gone major leaguer early on. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But then Doug Dennis has built up some super teams over the years and he went the opposite route.
3: Yeah, exactly.
1: Um, and piled on the prospects and got all these shortstops to go hit at once. Now he had Tatis and that kind of screwed him this year. Uh, But, uh, you know, you you lose him and get 0.0 at bats for the season. That tends to stink. Uh, One um, of the
2: things that worked for Doug as well was at the time he was rebuilding, I believe he was the only team taking that path. And it's much extreme.
3: You took it to the extreme.
2: Yeah. It's much easier to make that work when you don't have five teams doing it at the same time. Oh yeah. Like any other. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Dynamics very quickly.
3: Doug definitely opened up the pathway to take prospects earlier. We all would do it, but he, you know, when he was taking them in the first four picks and trading into the second round to make those picks, if you wanted a prospect, you need to draft one early or else Doug was going to get them all. Yeah. Well, he was already getting most of them. <laughs> so he kind of changed the dynamic of the, uh, of it.
2: Um, and, yeah. and that's one of the things I, that I like about this league is that there are many paths you can take and they can all be very successful. Indeed. I love it. 15 yeah. team
3: league. It's, it's perfect for this.
2: Yep, yeah, yeah. I agree.
1: So we have major league baseball with some rule changes. I want to discuss those, but first a, a quick note from our sponsor, uh, uh, our good friends over at Sorare. Sorare uh, MLB is an NFT-based free-to-play baseball game played with officially licensed Major League Baseball cards. Sign up today at sorare.com MLB, and you'll receive 13 common cards to start your collection. Build seven-player lineups from cards in your collection and play weekly competitions with scoring based on real-life player performance. Compete for rewards with other fans around the world. For more information on gameplay and to sign up, visit Sorare.com slash MLB. There's no better time to join Sorare than ahead of our postseason gameplay. Todd,
3: I know you actually uh, just wrote an article that you're, you're, you're diving into that right now. Yeah. I, I, for a moment, moment I was like, what am I getting into here? Then I uh, did a little bit more research. I've always wanted to dabble, and I, I don't mm-hmm. do you know, any of these sort of things. Uh, so, yeah, I wrote a piece on the site. that's up. Uh, for those that are interested in joining, um, and I, it's, it's gonna be fun, yeah. I got Corbin Burns, I got to choose him, and they gave me 12 more guys. And what there's only two and a half weeks left, so there's not much that can be done now, but the stuff carries over. Nice. and you can purchase more players. I mean, you can get, I mean, I'm talking 52 cents and 87 cents, uh, you know, for you know, so it's not like you're gonna go broke, um. You know, I'm not, you know, we we, we will see, you know, I'm going to document my, my uh, journey on site.
1: Very good. Very good. We're looking forward to that.
3: Uh, Major League Baseball,
1: like XFL, is changing the rules. Uh, And they're trying to uh, maybe get away from the three true outcomes uh, game. At least that's the goal, I think. Trying to eliminate the shift, the extreme shift, at least. Trying to uh, increase stolen bases by allowing only two free pickoff throws uh, or disruptions, I believe it's called. You know, step off the mound is also a disruption. Uh, and then that third one, you either got to get him out or it, it, or he gets second base. It's it's kind of like a challenge. I mean, it's – but it's worse. Uh, going to be interesting to see how that happens. Tim, how are you going to adjust your strategy next year with the new rule changes?
2: I'm really not. Um, I think when when you look at the shift, basically what they said is you're going to have two players on either side of the second. It doesn't mm-hmm. say where those two players might have to be they're not they're not limiting outfielders from playing in uh so you know hey you got your third baseman playing shortstop you got your shortstop a foot away from second base second base he slides over i really think that this could be uh, a precursor to a situation where at some point in time we might see permanent firm blocks third base has to play between here and here shortstop between here, you know much more defined than it is now i think we'll have to wait and see if this accomplishes what rob manford wants it to accomplish but right now i don't think it's going to make that much of a difference i really don't
3: todd what say you I, I just want to clarify um so when rowan gartner throws the ball up and calls the runner chicken is that a disruption <laughs> <laughs>
2: Only um, if an umpire sees it and odds are 50-50. Yeah.
3: <laughs> All right. Um, I think the shift is going to make a little bit more of an impact than what Tim is suggesting, but I don't know that we're going to just have to redo our projection system. I think that there are going to be certain players that benefit and we may not know right away because noise is going to overshadow a few extra hits either way. Before, so it's going to take a while for that to flesh out. But I'm always of the belief, I mean, even though projections are estimates, etc., I'm always of the belief that if you can fine tune your estimate, you should do it. So I will probably make some adjustments in my numbers. Uh, and when I, and over the course of the off season, I expect we're going to see a lot people, a lot smarter than me, write pieces about, specific players and specific pitches pitchers and i will if as the drafter i will then have to decide if i'm going to incorporate that information but i think it'll change i think that um one of the things it can do and this goes hand in hand with the bases being a little bigger i think we're going to see more athleticism at some of the positions now mm-hmm. and with more athletic players that leads to you know more athletic uh events like stolen bases and hit and runs um I, a guy like Brandon Lau is, is Tampa just knows exactly where to put him, they, and, and he therefore is a very good second baseman. I don't think he's quite as effective. When right, to be healthy, he's. I don't think he's quite as effective if it, it, without the, the extreme shifts that they're that we're going to be able to that we're going to be able to do. So I do think it'll. It's not going to be that many. I mean, there's not that many Brandon Lau, you know, types. But I think it will help um the athleticism a bit on defense
1: yeah it also helped adding average for left-handed power hitters for instance because those are the guys that get shifted against the most um they will have a few more singles however it does nothing to counteract strikeouts and strikeouts are the biggest driver of low batting average i mean it's still 95 mile an hour sliders it's still you know the the mound hasn't changed the the strike zone hasn't changed that battle the
3: ball strikes uh, battle is still going to be the same i don't know about the same because I think the people may, you know, put two with two strikes. You may just try to put the ball in play because there's more space for it to land. Maybe. Um, I but I do think I'm mean, the bottom line is still hitting the ball high and far is still the best outcome.
2: Yeah, so, I guess I guess my problem with the whole concept is why are we rewarding players that can't play?
3: Well, it's. Theor- a, theoretically,
2: you know what I mean? Hit it where they ain't and it's not a it's, problem. It's, a, it's but... a
3: fan, it's a fan thing. It's a fan, it's a it's, a, it's a, an enjoyment of the game sort of thing. You should be rewarded, you should play the game the way you score more runs or prevent more runs. Right? You score more runs by not getting thrown out at trying to steal and not hitting running and not bunting. You prevent runs by putting fielders in the places where the ball's gonna be. So but that it makes the game less aesthetically pleasing the there's precedent in other sports uh in football you can't you know you're breathing the quarterback and you're 15 yards uh um, yeah you know the, the 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 defensive backs you know they can't play as closely as or you know hands as much as they used to basketball defenses change the, the lacks about carrying and traveling um So they're, you know, hockey, clearing up the neutral zone with two line pass offsides, et cetera. So there's precedent in every sport for analogous changes to make the game more appealing as opposed to um, make lean it towards the better way to win.
1: True. True that. Um, I also think you tie it into the pitch clock, too, though. And I think the rights holders all want the games to speed up a little bit there. too, And I think that's part of it honestly i don't hear too many fans complaining about the length of games for them i mean no one complains about the length of a football game and it's longer than a baseball game more yeah. often than not yeah. um if i'm at a game i want to have time to get that extra snack to get that extra beer don't don't rush me um i don't know that's i what, think that's
2: what that's what baseball's all about isn't it yeah, a seventh inning stretch. Yeah, you go grab yourself a dog yeah. and a beer. And yeah, yeah. I'm not yeah, the ideal
3: it's... audience for this. So you know, because I, yeah, I think it's a right quick thing. Quick, quick, quick. I think the networks
1: want quicker games. I think the broadcasters want and the beat writers want quicker games. I don't think it's the issue that the the world is demanding. If there's a if there is a ratings issue in baseball, I don't think it's the pace of game. I don't really think it is, but I could be wrong. I mean, I think every rule. you know, I think. Baseball always tries to go to try to appeal for the fans that aren't their fans. Um, yeah, it's just, yeah, it's yeah. Very yeah. true. Very true.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's a
3: good way of putting it. Simple, yeah. but good. Yeah, no, that's to the yeah. point.
1: Yeah. I don't know. Just That's just me, but uh, um, yeah, so I, I
3: do think though, the pitch clock will change things a
1: couple of ways. I think it will uh, maybe give pitchers a little less time to catch their breath when they're in a tight situation. They might be a little more tired. They might not think it through on their pitch a little as much. But the batter also also is forced into that box, too. So yeah. that kind of works both ways. Um, I think, you know, it'll be on the extremes. Like Henley Jansen is going to struggle with that, perhaps. Uh, the guys that are quick pitchers to begin with, Luis Castillo is a guy It's a catch, throw, go, let's go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't think he's going to be bothered in the slightest about that.
2: Yeah, Craig Kimbrell with the pre-delivery uh, arms up, that's going to be an issue. He's going to have to look at making some changes. I think.
1: Yeah, he's got other issues too. <laughs> so just yeah. just a
2: few. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, don't give up game winning homers, for instance. Only three yes. that he's allowed this year, but just it's it's fresh. So I had to make the joke.
2: Yeah, it, it hurts here as well.
1: Yeah. Um, any other were there any other XF rules, XFL rules that we didn't cover? Um, well,
3: the, the, you know, with the big debate, I mean, this isn't. It's less interesting maybe to people because they don't have to worry about this, but I think it's interesting. We One of the things about the XFL is we're kind of working blind. We get a draft list that contains the available players, keepers are crossed out, uh, listed by team and by oh, position, yeah. and that's it. And yeah. it's done in November. So we don't have dollar values. We don't have Roto-Wire's draft software. Right. Right. Yeah, no right. software. <laughs> um, and we don't even have, you know, to take it to the next step there's some teams that have multiple managers the second the, the the co-manager can't even be at the table you know rick wolf and glenn colton have this great you know one tracks one bits you you know the, you can't, we can't even do that they're not in the league i'm just saying in general cuz everybody knows glenn and rick as a duo uh um, right so um what we're deciding is because we can put whatever we want on the sheets during the draft I mean, if you want to write down your the prices you want to pay for closers, you can do that once the first player is put up a bid. And we know our rot, we know the keepers ahead of time. So it's not like
1: we're going in blind knowing who the players are. It's just just, having the time to do the research before you step to the draft table. That's basically it.
3: People some people want to be able to put limited information on these draft sheets. Previous, I think you know what. More important than the actual rule is, you know, we're talking about the discussion and that. We have a rule that we're bidding on, we're, we're voting on, and I'm guilty of this. And I'm not voting on. I'm not. To, I'm not putting my vote in for the rule. I'm offering alternatives yeah. to the rule as written because I think voting on this rule yes no isn't. It, 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 we, I, I think we can find a better answer than yes no, and right. so there's some people. Yeah. That's not what we're voting on, and, and some people are, you know, discussing to try to find from this discussion, from the rule vote, the best way to handle it. I think that that's the, the more important topic. People listening is when you know when you're doing these discussions, try to land on what's best for the league. If
2: you know, you know. yeah, yeah. Sometimes that original proposal doesn't, you know, there are better ways to answer the question and to resolve a situation right and I, I think that's what we're seeing with the xfl and i know i'm guilty of it tossing ideas out there that i think uh might solve the problem but aren't part and parcel to the original question or rule change right yeah the xfl is great for that everything mm-hmm. you know thoughts and ideas accepted at will and that's the way it should be as as well in any league yeah you've got to have the input of your members don't you
3: yeah, when you exactly. when you guys vote in general, do you vote based upon what will help your team at that moment or what you think is for the greater good of the league? Cuz I think you can argue it can made both ways.
2: Always the greater good of the league for me. Always.
1: I that's wish I could su- I, that,
2: that's, the I, that's the way I That's the way I play the game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm, always, I'm always looking at the league and what does best for the sum of the whole rather than the parts.
1: Yeah. Cause you find you, you'll probably be in that situation later on. Uh, if it, you know, you're, you're going to find yourself in that, you know, on one, one part of the spectrum or another at some point in time. So I, trying I to take to. a snapshot where you're at right now may not be the best thing, you know, same thing, you know, you get that applies to politics and executive power, for instance, there, you know, you may want that power cause you're in office right now, but you may not always be in office. You may not want that power for someone else. So, uh, it I want sense. the league
2: to be around for
3: 15 years. I I yeah. generally agree with you. I mean, I I agree that I approach what's best for the league as well. Yeah. But I don't I don't hold it against somebody if they go for their team route, except yeah. except when they're in a trade veto. Um, a trade yeah. should be judged on the trade. It shouldn't be judging how it hurts or helps well, you. Well, I don't
1: okay. think there should be trade vetoes. For well, them. there I'm, is that. I'm, <laughs> I'm, to, I'm of the same mindset, Jeff.
2: Yeah. Jeff. Yeah. I, I,
3: XFL I, has yeah. them, but in 20 years, Ron's never said nope, nope. <laughs> so,
1: I, if you want to have a commissioner, <laughs> a non-playing commissioner veto powers, give them veto powers. Sure, fine, but league vote, no way. Just yeah, no. it drags down a league. We haven't had a war.
3: Yeah. We haven't yeah. had a war. We had one one instance in Tout Wars in all the years, and that was a special instance which yeah, we cleaned but, up, cleaned up the next year with a rule change. Right. But anyway. And it was
1: only because of the particular rules in play and that yeah, we saw yeah. that, okay, there was an unintended, unintended consequence of a rule. That's yeah. one thing we're going to find out. There is some unintended consequence for one of the rules that just got changed or implemented. And we'll have to adjust to that accordingly at some point in time.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah. Gentlemen,
1: any- well, go ahead.
2: I was just going to say one of the keys for me in the traditional dynasty format Just taking a quick look at it where you're dealing with a 23 man roster, seven man reserve, 20 or 25 man minors, keep them all. I think one of the keys is right from the get go, getting your constitution and rules down pat Mm -hmm. and tweaking after the fact is fine. But man, you got to have things spelled out in black and white and if you take care of that and do your homework in advance of that first draft that everybody's keen and we're going to be playing for 20 years it gives you a chance to play for 20 years so i just think it's very important that you get you build a strong base and a strong constitution that covers as much as possible and tweak it as you move forward but it's a lot of work running a dynasty league.
1: And sure get, is,
2: and getting into one, I think everybody should be prepared for that amount of work right from the get go.
1: Indeed, true words. We'll we'll close with that. That's some good stuff there. Uh, Todd, Tim, awesome stuff. Joining us today, uh, Todd. We'll catch you tomorrow on Two start Starters. And Tim, uh, when when do you, do you do a lot of pods? When's the next one coming up
2: for you? Uh, we do a pod every Friday and every Sunday, so we do two a week uh, All right. at Prospect Three Sixty One over on Spreaker.
1: Awesome. We look forward to hearing it. All right. Thanks everybody guys. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, good luck uh, on your stretch runs. Take care.